It's not what do I need to have before I can start or what work do I need to do. What they say instead is, who do I want to be? Who do I need to be? What kind of person would have access to the kind of outcomes I want? Then I'm going to be that kind of person. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 18 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines, and I'm hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 143 of the Improvement Project podcast, and today I want to talk about something that I've been thinking about and trying to incorporate into my own life and my own thinking. It's the be, do, have model. Now I'm going to explain what I mean by that. This is something that I really started thinking about more after listening to an episode of James Wedmore's Mind Your Business podcast. The episode is number 395, and it's called How to Free Yourself from yourself. I've been listening to this podcast for a little bit and I find him interesting because he approaches the sort of spiritual and mindset aspects of business. And if that sounds like it resonates for you at all, you should check it out. But this is specifically episode 395, how to free yourself from yourself. And I'll put a link to this episode in the show notes. So if you're intrigued at all by what I share today, I would recommend that you go and give it a listen. So The subject is related to what we talked about a few weeks ago in episode 139, when we talked about identity and how it plays into your success in taking on and being consistent with new habits. You'll remember in that episode that I shared that my online pretend best friend, James Clear, describes three levels at which change can occur, and he encourages you to think about those levels as the layers of an onion. So I'll just remind you, um, number one, if you haven't heard the episode or if it's been a few weeks, it's worth the reminder. The first layer is about changing your outcomes. So this level is about changing your results. Most of the goals that we set are associated with this level of change. Some examples of this are losing weight or writing a book or um, taking on a gratitude journal. The second layer is about changing your process. So this level is about changing your habits or your systems. Some examples of this are implementing a new routine at the gym or decluttering your desk for a better workflow or incorporating a meditation practice into your mornings. So most healthy habits that you already have locked in are related to some process or system or routine that you already have in place. And the third and the deepest level is about changing your identity. So this level is about changing what you believe, changing your worldview, your self-image, judgments about yourself and others, changing how you are essentially. Just to kind of give you a review of these three levels, Outcomes, which is the level one, are about what you get or what you have. Processes or systems are about what you do. And identity is about who you are or what you believe. So when, just to give you like 
an idea of where I'm going with this. I talked about the be, do, have model. Just now I described outcomes, which are what you have, systems are which are what you do, and identity, which is who you are or who you want to be. So that's the have, do, be. Most people, when they are trying to change, start by trying to change their behavior. So they try to change what they do. They try to change their process or their system. So this can work short term, like at uh, New Year's resolution time, people will take on a new habit because they do a different behavior, sometimes for a couple of days, sometimes for a few weeks. They do a new behavior, but ultimately it's not driven by beliefs and identity, so it's often short term. So we usually will revert back to how we were doing things before. And the best way to describe this is we do what we are, which I love. We do what we are. The deepest and most lasting changes happen when we focus on who we want to be or our identity. Or if we look at this from a slightly different angle, same, same, but different, this is when we come back to the be, do, have model. So outcomes, as I said, are what you have. Processes or systems are what you do. And identity is who you are or who you want to be. So again, have, do, be. There are three common approaches to trying to get ahead in life. And only one of them actually ultimately works. So let's dig into these. Think about three different people. We've got the victim, the worker, and the winner. The victim arranges their life in the order have, do, be. They'll say things like, when I have enough time, when I have enough money, when I have enough support, then and only then I'll do the things I've always wanted to and then I will be happy and successful. The problem is I don't have yet. If I had what that person had, I'd certainly be as successful as them, but I don't, so I'm not. The victim is always waiting for externals to change before they can move ahead in life. All right, so that's number one. Number two is about the worker, and the worker is all about do, have, be. So what this means is they say, the more I do, the more I'll have. The more I'll have, the happier I'll be. The problem with this is the more I do, there is still more to do. And the more I have to do, the more there is still, and the more there is still to have. So I'm defined what I do. And so I'm, I become driven to do more. And then I become busy and tired. The more I have, the more there is to lose. So the harder I work or the more I do. Now we all know the link between having more things and having a happier life is a myth. So the happy never arrives. This person in this state, the worker, is constantly doing, doing, doing to have, 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 but they never actually become the person that they want to be. They don't actually get to the be. So here's where we come into the third type of person, and that's the winner. The winner orients their life quite differently, and this is the be, do, have model. They say, It's not what do I need to have before I can start or what work do I need to do? What they say instead is, who do I want to be? Who do I need to be? What kind of person would have access to the kind of outcomes I want? Then I'm going to be that kind of person. And if I was that kind of person, what would I be doing? And then the having 
takes care of itself. Be, do, have as a model is definitely the rarest of these three lifestyles. And it's kind of the most abstract. So sometimes it's hard to twist your brain around. But really, ultimately, it's the only one that works. So like me, you might be thinking to yourself now, okay, I kind of get this concept, Peggy. But if the answer isn't to do something different, well, then how do I change my identity? Because really, and up until very recently, my first question when someone told me this would be, okay, that's amazing, but what do I do? So I'm a doer, I'm a worker, I gotta like work hard, I gotta, you give me something to do, I'm good. Maybe you identify with this. So once again, I ask, if the answer isn't to do something different, well, how do I change my identity? Excellent question. And ultimately what happens is it starts with the small steps that we have discussed in the past. First, You decide who you want to be, and then you take small actions that help you to prove it to yourself a little bit at a time. Second, recognize this, and this is one of those things that sometimes takes a minute to get your head around. Your repeated thoughts are a reflection of your beliefs and who you are. And know that your thoughts are not just being downloaded from the universe or some mainframe computer. You are creating them, and then you are thinking them. And if your thoughts are a reflection of your beliefs, then those thoughts that you are creating every second of your life are a contributor to your identity. And guess what? You can always choose a new thought. This is something that I'm working on. So what I would encourage you to do this week is, number one, pay closer attention to your thoughts. And if you notice that some of them are not serving you or they're not serving the identity that you want to move toward, Think about choosing a new thought. Just stop your thought mid-thought and think, I don't have to think this. I'm going to think a different thought. Now, it sounds easy, and it's certainly not easy. It's a practice like anything else. So if you want something to do, my, my recommendation would be to watch your thoughts, see what they are, because sometimes we're not even aware of what we're thinking. Then change your thoughts to something that's serving you better, that's more functional to lead you to a place where you are more likely to be that identity that you want. So that brings us to number three. Think about that person that you have decided that you want to be. Who would I be? What would I do? And how would I feel if I already had blank? Meaning the success or the habits that I'm looking for in my life. If I'm thinking about that person that I have decided that I want to be, I need to think about them and think, who would they be? What would they do? And how would they feel? because they're already there. It's inevitable. So for you, who would you be? What would you do? And how would you feel if you already had this thing, this habit, this success, this goal, this dream? It's a bit of a mind twister, but I think it's pretty fantastic. So that formula, who would I be? What would I do? And how would I feel if I already had blank? According to Jim Fortin, and this is the guy that, so in the podcast that I recommended off the top of the show, James Wedmore interviewed Jim Fortin, and he uh, talks about subconscious reconditioning, and he's really cool, so definitely check it out. But what he says is that that formula will become like a laser guidance system to focus your attention. And he says that we as human beings are where our attention goes. So this is the one that I've started practicing. Instead of working from where I am right now and thinking about where I want to go or where I want to be, I'm flipping the script and I'm practicing starting with the idea in my mind that I'm already there. 
So as I said, this one is a total brain twister, and I'm sure that I'm going to revisit this in the future as I incorporate it into my own thinking a little bit more, but I wanted to share this with you because this is where I am this week, and I've really been thinking about it a lot, and my personal growth hopefully will help you to get some stimulation in your personal growth. So what I want you to do next is let me know what you think about this be, do, have model, and also let me know who is the type of person that you want to be. All right. I know this one's been a bit, a bit of a, a different kind of a podcast this week, but as I said, this is what I'm thinking about and I wanted to share it with you. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Like I said, let me know who is the type of person that you want to be. Let me know what you think about this be, do, have model. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Peggy Malone. For questions or comments, send an email to The Improvement Project at drpeggymalone.com. And you can come and say hi on the socials. As I said, I'm on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook. And you can always get my attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. As usual, you'll find all the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. And if this episode was helpful for you at all, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them because that is the number one way that people find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, please pass it on. And we also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it. listening all of the way to the end of this episode of The Improvement Project. Have you struggled with getting new habits to stick? You really want to follow through, but you just can't get started. Or if you get started, you can't get consistent, or you're just not sure what to do. Do any of these sound familiar to you? You might be aware that humans have been supporting each other and working together since the beginning of humans. And that, my friends, is the power of accountability. If you can harness that power, maybe you'll find that you'll be one step closer tomorrow than you are today toward not only better habits and routines, but also your biggest goals and dreams. Are you with me? I got really interested in how different people respond differently to accountability, and I came up with a framework of four different types of habit personalities and how they respond to accountability. I then put them all together in a super fun quiz that will help you to understand how to best add accountability into your life so that you are way more likely to follow through on your habits and ultimately find your way to your big dreams and goals. If you'd like to see what your habits personality is and what may be your best strategy to incorporate the power of accountability to be a better human, head to drpeggymalone.com forward slash habits quiz and take the quiz for yourself. That's drpeggymalone.com forward slash habits quiz. You got this. Get after it.